0: And welcome back inside the home office and welcome to this week's edition of NEC Women's Basketball on the Run. I'm Craig D'Amico. There is no time to waste. We just had games on Saturday, Monday, and we're right back at it three days later for a Thursday, Saturday slate coming up this weekend. So for some teams who didn't have buys, we're talking four games in eight days. That's a lot of NEC Women's Basketball. Packed into just a little over a week and there's been lots of moving and shaking in the NEC women's basketball standings as well as we move closer to the halfway point of the conference season coming up on today's show we'll chat with one of the top shot blockers in the NEC we'll reveal our top three stars of the week and look ahead to this weekend including a Thursday night TV game and much much more but first let's catch up to speed on this week's top headlines we start with a three-point shot. And we start with headline number one, the LeMoyne Dolphins. We talked them up last week, and when we last left the Finns, they were standing at 3-0, one of the best starts all time for a first-year program in NEC play. And they were in action for a pair of games, trying to get to 4-0 and and 5-0 and against Central Connecticut State, And St. Francis U. The Central Connecticut State game was an ESPN Plus and Yes Network broadcast. So the Dolphins, with their hot start, were in the national spotlight. And this game was back and forth through three quarters. LeMoyne took a seven-point lead at the end of the third. And that was the largest lead of the game at that point. The lead never went further than seven, swinging back and forth Uh, between both sides now central got to within one point they cut the deficit to just a single point 43 42 following a samora watson bucket with about five and a half to go but the dolphins would go on a 12-0 run to close out the fourth quarter and close out the win they would go on to win it 57-44 to improve to 4-0 in NEC play. LaToya Baker, our guest from a couple weeks ago, a monster game. 17 points, 15 rebounds, her sixth double-double of the season. Sierra Lennon knocked down four threes, but a pair of clutch ones during that final fourth-quarter 12-0 run. She finished uh, with 13 points on the night. And we mentioned LaToya Baker, the double-double, the 15 rebounds. As a team, LeMoyne dominated the glass. They out-rebounded Central 49-31, 49 to 31, a key factor in the Dolphins' win. Then two days later, they were in the bus and up to Loretto. LeMoyne made their maiden voyage to De Gaulle Arena to take on the 12 time NEC champion, St. Francis Red Flash. The Dolphins battling the Red Flash and the mystique and aura of that gym that has seen so much NEC women's basketball greatness. Over the decades. Now the game started similar to the central game from two days earlier. Both teams were trading blows back and forth, but a pivotal 12 to 4 run in the final five and a half of the first half gave St. Francis in a 60 a 32 to 24 halftime lead. St. Francis was able to keep their distance for most of the second half, but a 7-0 run by LeMoyne in the final moments tied the game at 52 with. 52 seconds remaining. After LeMoyne foul, uh, Destiny Ward connected on a pair of free throws. Sydney Lusher for the Dolphins would miss a key three with 12 seconds left. That would have put the Dolphins in front. SFU would then go on to make one more free throw. They would go on to win it 55-52, knocking LeMoyne off the ranks of the NEC unbeatens. Destiny Ward scored a game high for St. Francis, 18 points with seven rebounds, the 18 points one shy of her career high. She, uh, coming off a 30 point game the outing before against LIU, Kendall Carruthers uh, contributed 15 points, six rebounds, and Latoya Baker led LeMoyne with 14. And five. You know, LeMoyne head coach Mary Grimes, she talked about the game afterwards saying St. Francis dominated the glass and that was one of the differences. They weren't quite scoring like they needed to, but she mentioned how this was a learning experience for her team. First time making that quick turnaround from home game, get on the bus, trek up to Altoona and play a game two days later against LeMoyne. So this whole process, learning experience, something they'll, you know, tuck it to their back pocket and it will certainly help them. Going forward, now historically, the 2013 Quinnipiac Bobcats still remain now as the last NEC team to run the table, go the distance, and go unbeaten in NEC play for a full season. LeMoyne falls from 4 0 to 4 1, tying them with first place Sacred Heart, a team who they just beat last week, and a team who rebounded from that loss with an 83 63 victory over Wagner in the Pioneers loan game of this past weekend. Now, headline number two, you could hear the John Williams Jaws theme music coming. That's the Sharks. They are on the move. You know, LIU, they're playing without their head coach. We mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Renie Haynes on maternity leave, associate coach Dunn filling in as the active or the acting head coach. And this past weekend, they were without their leading scorer as well. Ashley Austin missed both games against Central and uh, against SFU. But this, despite all that subtraction, usually you subtract the coach, you subtract the leading scorer, usually that's not a good thing. But despite all that subtraction, despite the hurdles, despite the adversity, the Sharks swept both games, and now they've won three in a row, and the Sharks are lurking near the top of the NEC standings. Sophomore Mariah Elohim stepped up with a 17-point and 14-point outing respectively in the two games. Amaya Dowdy also continued her tear with a double-double six blocks as well against SFU, then at 13 and seven with four blocks in an ESPN plus TV game victory over central Connecticut state 57 to 50. You saw both those games. The blue devils were in the spotlight twice over the weekend against uh, LeMoyne and against LIU falling short uh, in both those games. But it was nice to see some of the young talent that Central has. They certainly have something positive going on in New Britain. But as for LIU, again, three-game winning streak now. They've managed to completely turn it around despite a lot of subtraction uh, on their bench. And how have they done it? Well, from what I've seen, they're playing sound team defense and they have a deep team. They play 8-9 deep. They have plenty of contributors, and that's not something that they've had in years past. There's always been, for the last couple seasons, transfer portal, all that, a lot of year-to-year turnover. Hard to build a core and get consistency when you have that much in and out but this is now a core group that has been together for an off season the chemistry is starting to come together and the sharks have looked sharp and now with this three game win streak they will ride that into this weekend where they will get a second chance against sacred heart coming up on thursday you know they they fell to the pioneers 67 to 56 back on january the 13th but You can almost make a case that in that loss, Dowdy having her nine blocks, the team battling in that game, that was maybe the spark that got them to and propelled them to this current run that they're on. So it makes it all that more intriguing to see what happens this second go-around. What have the Sharks learned? How have they improved in this second crack against Sacred Heart? We will see how far the Sharks have come over these last two weeks when they go head-to-head with the Pioneers coming up. This weekend we'll have more on that game coming up later on in the show. And finally, we round out our top three headlines by checking out where they stand in the NEC standings. Lemoyne and Sacred Heart now tied atop the pack at four and one. Lemoyne has the head-to-head tiebreaker for the top seed at the moment. However, Lemoyne and Sacred Heart will play again on February the third. One game back, you have FDU and LIU. Both teams three and two. Those two teams will meet coming up soon on February the 1st, and LIU has won three in a row, but so have the Merrimack Warriors. We, we told you don't overreact. They were 0-3, now they're 3-3. and Merrimack may be playing the best basketball, best offense in the league right now. They were looking for some offense, and they certainly got some co- contributions this weekend. We'll have more on that in a moment. Uh, they went from 0-3 to 3-3, and the Warriors are right there in the mix. Central, they are headed the other direction. We mentioned dropped a pair of tough TV games this past weekend. They were 2-0, now 2-3. They've lost their last three in a row. St. Francis and Stonehill, they're both 2-4. They play this week in an NEC TV game. We'll have more on that coming up. And Wagner rounds out the list at 1-4. and It's time now. For the top three stars from this week in NEC action, and we start at number three, it's Amaya Dowdy of the LIU Sharks. The junior forward to Brooklyn by way of UMass Lowell is a player on the rise. It all stems from that game two weeks ago against Sacred Heart. Five blocks in the first quarter, nine blocks overall in the game. This week, first double-double with LIU. 13 points, 10 rebounds against St. Francis, and she followed that up with 13-7. and against Central. A combined 10 blocks in the two games over this weekend. She's leading the league averaging 2 blocks per game. Our second star, Kaylee Thomas from the Merrimack Warriors. We talked about how Merrimack was missing some offense. We talked with their coach earlier this season. They they wanted uh offense. They were doing well on defense, doing well rebounding. Offense was the one thing missing. Well, Insert Kaylee Thomas. After sitting out non-conference play due to injury, the grad student has gotten back into rhythm, making up for lost time, and so is the Merrimack offense. Kiki scored 24 points at Wagner, going 5 for 10 from behind the arc, and she followed that up with 19 points on Monday at interstate rival Stonehill. That's a 21 and a half point average for the two games last weekend, shooting 48% from the field and 44% from behind the arc again the Warriors have won their last three in a row but our top star from this past week is a freshman guard Kendall Carruthers from the St. Francis Red Flash who is continuing an incredible rookie year and quite frankly I'll be honest we need to start talking about her more on the show. Hopefully, we could have her on soon because she is playing some fantastic basketball right now. And she played her best in St. Francis' biggest weekend, averaging 22.5 points, five rebounds, and three and a half assists. She had a 30 point game against LIU, the third 30-point game in the NEC this year, the most points scored by any rookie in the league this year, and the most points scored by a St. Francis player since 2019. In St. Francis' comeback win against LeMoyne, she was a key factor at 15 points, six rebounds, to help give the previously unblemished Dolphins their first league setback. Carruthers is currently fourth in the league in scoring, averaging 12.8 points per game and is a three-time NEC Rookie of the Week. Kendall Carruthers, our top star for Week 3 of NEC Action. Now it's time to chat with another one of our top stars, though, Amaya Dowdy of the LIU Sharks, set to join us in this week's Open Mic. Joining us now here on NEC Women's Basketball on the Run, someone who knows a thing or two about throwing a block party. She's been swatting away shots all year long from the LIU Sharks. It's Amaya Dowdy. Amaya, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Craig.
0: Now, well, let's talk about the Sharks. The team is hot right now. One three in a row just swept uh, St. Francis and Central this past weekend. So what's been working so well?
1: I feel like we've been really focusing on ourselves and like our own strengths individually and as a team. And like, you know, focusing on our individual strengths and putting it all together and just making it all work out good.
0: Now, we we know your your coach is on leave. You're without your leading score this past week. And usually subtraction is not a good thing. But for somehow you guys have managed to overcome that So and, and not skip a beat. So what does that say about the team, that you throw all these hurdles at you and you're still able to overcome it?
1: I feel like as a team, we can handle adversity really well. You know, all the cards are against us. Like, you know, people talk saying, like, you know, they're not going to win with all these, you know, different factors. And – um. I felt like we took the adversity and just embraced it, and then we came out and just did what we did, like you know, focused on our strengths, like we said.
0: Yeah, it's been great to watch. Let, let Let's talk about you for a second, and 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 you're kind of uh, joining the team. How, how was it, and when was it that you kind of fell in love with the game of basketball back? Ah, uh, back when you were younger.
1: When I was younger, I'd say about like age seven, I played like travel league back home. And after that, like, you know, I just fell in love with the game.
0: Now, I saw in high school, you you played a little bit of volleyball in addition to basketball. So I'm wondering, like, how did maybe the skills of timing jumps maybe help with your shot blocking and rebounding and, and on the basketball court?
1: I would say, you know, like, I picked up volleyball just for fun during my high school season. And um, I feel like, yeah, maybe that helped a little. But like, you know, I played basketball before volleyball. And I feel like that really translated well into volleyball. But yeah.
0: So I, I got to know, what, what's the secret to a good block? If I'm like a, a young kid at like a clinic or something, and I, I'm looking for some tips on how to be a good shot blocker, what 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 would your advice be?
1: Say it's all about, you know, timing and body positioning, you know, not jumping too early or jumping into, you know, the person you're defending. It's all about, you know, it takes time, time practice, just, you know, timing, body control. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Now, we know, you know, you've been doing your thing prior to to LIU and even in non-conference play this year. But I think what kind of – you jumped out on the page to a lot of people was the five blocks in the first quarter against Sacred Heart. Did did someone come to you after that first quarter and be like, hey, you know, you got five blocks? Did you, did you know about that? Did you surprise yourself?
1: Honestly, I just – like when I play, I'm just like, you know, just worry about winning, you know, and doing – Sure. Us as a team, like, you know, winning the game. I didn't realize I had that many blocks until the end of the game to be honest. Wow. Yeah.
0: And and again, you, you know, you kind of use that to kind of keep the momentum going this past weekend. Um I wonder you your your team visited Chicago State which is kind of a preview for the league for next year. So what was that trip like? Did you see any good like, you know, hotels or food places or anything to prepare the rest of the league for for next year?
1: Um honestly, Chicago State, it was really cold that's what everybody says so, yeah the wind you know windy city um we spent a lot of time inside you know the hotel we didn't really venture out into the city and like we got stuck for a while wow. trying to get back to new york yeah
0: wow so rest of the nec get ready for that home court advantage yeah. out there for chicago state Um, so I'm wondering, you know, your journey, we mentioned you had other stops before coming to LIU. So what was it that made you want to come to Brooklyn and and be a shark and be a part of this team?
1: I would say, you know, the coaches, the program felt like it was heading in the right direction. You know, they are always seen as like, you know, the underdogs. And like, I feel like my whole life I've been seen as an underdog. So I felt like that was a really good fit for me, you know, to try to prove everyone wrong
0: absolutely and and you know big games coming up a rematch with sacred hearts that you just just saw them had the big game against them a couple weeks ago and then Lemoyne as well uh so what are some keys to success coming up for this weekend
1: like i said you know we're really focusing our own strength so you know like we'll scout the other team but like us we're focusing on you know not turning the ball over so much and just like you know defensive stops and just taking you know possession by possession really you know Playing the game at our own pace.
0: And is is the team kind of feeling like you kind of like hitting the stride like you kind of have something going right now? Are you kind of feeling that vibe in the locker room with the team?
1: Yes, I'm feeling that vibe. Like, you know, I feel like we're going to go in tomorrow and like I said, do what we do. But like, you know, better than execute better than what we did last time we played Sacred Heart. I feel like we learned a lot from that game, even though like it was a close game. I feel like we're going to, you know go to extra mile this game
0: looking very much looking forward to it and and we're gonna get you out here with the final five questions these are quick hitters so first thing that comes <laughs> to mind just let it out all right okay all right favorite color um blue favorite snack or junk food
1: favorite snack I like the white cheddar cheeses
0: okay great choice um uh, <laughs> bes- b- besides a shark what is your favorite sea creature
1: sea creature um I like dolphins OK,
0: there you go. Uh, if we took a survey of your teammates, what trait or adjective do you think they would use to describe you?
1: I would say either unique or
0: funny. OK, all right. And what is the key for LIU to win a championship in 2024?
1: Key is just, you know, grit and hard work and perseverance.
0: OK, well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We appreciate the chat and and best luck up this weekend and the rest of the season. Thank you. You can catch Amaya and the Sharks, a rematch with Sacred Heart Thursday, 7 p.m. on NEC Front Row. And check out this full episode of NEC Women's Basketball On the Run, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, we thank Amaya for joining us. Best of luck to her and the Sharks going forward. But now it's time to turn our attention to Stat Chat. And in Stat Chat this week, we want to talk about home court advantage because so far home court has mattered in the NEC this year home teams in conference play are 16 and 8 so far this season they were 15 and 5 before road teams just won three out of the four games on Monday but still a 667 win percentage in conference play in the first quarter of the season first third of the season almost halfway through the season is pretty impressive now there are four teams that haven't won a road game all season this year in the NEC. And this is a big difference from last year when home teams were only 13 and 11 in the first 24 games this year, 16 and eight. So a little bit of an improvement. And, you know, we talked with Mary Grimes, she mentioned, you know, playing at home on Saturday, the quick turnaround heading on the bus, going all the way up to Altoona Monday, That was a big challenge that Lemoyne was facing for the first time. We talked about it with Amaya moments ago in our interview. She said, you know, the travel to Chicago state, it was cold. They had problems getting back. All this logistical stuff with with travel and whatnot, that has quite the impact. Maybe not as much as the X's and O's on the court, but still, all this logistical stuff when it comes to playing on the road, it's important. So that means getting a getting one or two or maybe even three home games come March in the NEC tournament, meaning you could sleep in your own bed and not have to leave campus on the road to a championship. That makes home court and getting home court all that more important, which makes the battle for a top four seed in this second half of conference play coming up all that more important and all that more interesting to watch. So far, home court has mattered in conference play. We'll see if that trend continues. That's the subject of this week's Stat Chat. Now it's time to take a look at what is coming up on tap. As we mentioned at the top of the show, no wasted time. We're getting right back at it Thursday, Saturday this week in NEC play, and it all starts on Thursday, 6 p.m. ESPN Plus from Easton, Massachusetts. It's an NEC TV game, St. Francis and Stonehill. Both teams are coming in tied 2-4 and in the standings. Now SFU won both meetings last year, but both meetings were tight. A one-point overtime win. For the red flash in Loretto and then a four point win last time in Massachusetts in the overtime game. Sean Hayward, our guest from last week, missed a, a game tying free throw potential game tying free throw and then missed what would have been a game winning three at the end. So no doubt that's kind of that probably would be in her mind as she looks to atone for that and have another monster outing against the red flash coming up on Thursday. Also in the league, we got LIU and Sacred Heart. We talked about it earlier, a chance, almost like a measuring stick game for LIU. They come in having won three in a row, and they get another shot at the reigning champs where the loss to Sacred Heart just two weeks ago in Brooklyn, you can make a case that that might have been what sparked this run for LIU. So getting a chance to test themselves against the reigning champs who are coming off a 20-point win at Wagner No doubt that first conference loss to Lemoyne, they must have stewed about that for a little bit and they went out and uh, had something to prove in that Wagner game. They did. We'll see what happens. LIU Sacred Heart, the rematch in Fairfield coming up on Thursday night. Merrimack will be taking on Lemoyne. Merrimack is the other team that has won three in a row in conference play with LIU after an 0 3 start. And during these three games, again, they found their offense. Three straight games of 70-plus points, shooting 41% on average in the three games combined from the floor. They're on a roll. They're taking on a Moyne team that's coming off their first loss. We said it last week about, about Sacred Heart. How is Sacred Heart going to come back and answer their first conference loss? They did by winning 20 points. So how will Lemoyne answer their first conference loss against the Merrimack team that they already beat two weeks ago, 74 to 59 back on January 13th. Very intriguing rematch. Can Lemoyne atone for their loss? Can Merrimack continue this offensive role? They're set to collide on Thursday night. And also we'll see Central Connecticut and FDU, the NEC's newest head coaches i guess you could say that stephanie gately and way vini central they've lost three in a row since their 2-0 start back-to-back tv games this past week meanwhile fdu they've won two straight and three of their last four and then the action continues on saturday afternoon Lemoyne will be at liu liu facing the two teams this weekend that are tied for first place games against sacred art and LeMoyne, so a chance for LIU to further make a statement. Central will take on Wagner. St. Francis will be in Massachusetts to take on Merrimack, a playoff rematch from last year's quarterfinal. And our feature game on Saturday is FDU and Sacred Heart, the NEC championship game rematch that we've been waiting for. Now, Sacred Heart defeated FDU 72-60 to last March to claim their fourth tournament title. Sacred Heart won all three meetings last year. Against FDU. Now, granted, FDU is a much different roster, much different look this year. Sacred Heart has a lot of the same faces and with the the talent that they've had, you can make a case they've gotten only stronger, but we will see what happens in this matchup. The first time last year's finalists are going head to head Watch out for Olivia Tucker. OT could be a player to watch in this one. In the last two meetings last year against FDU, she averaged 18 and a half points, shot 48%. She likes shooting against this FDU team. So maybe it's the uniforms. I don't know what it is, but she performed at a high level in the last two games against the Knights. We'll see what happens coming up. On Saturday. So that'll do it for this week's show. I'm Craig D'Amico. Enjoy the games this weekend, everyone. And we'll see you right back here next week on NEC Women's Basketball on the Run.